بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد وعن الأسود بن يزيد قال سئلت عائشة رضي الله تعالى عنها ما كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يصنع في بيته قالت كان يكون في مهنة أهله يعني خدمة أهله فإذا حضرت الصلاة خرج إلى الصلاة رواه البخاري Narrator of this riwayat is a tabi'i by the name of Aswad bin Yazid. As we mentioned, the tabi'i is the generation that came after the Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Aswad bin Yazid rahimahullah is amongst the righteous scholars of Kufa. He was known for his piety and his excellence in ibadat, in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is mentioned about him that Safar al-Aswad thamanina hajjatan wa umrah lam yajma' baynahuma that Aswad bin Yazid made Safar undertook journey on 80 occasions for hajj and umrah. Lam yajma' baynahuma he did not join the two. In other words, Eighty different journeys in which he performed Hajj and Umrah. So this clearly indicates the extent to which he exerted himself in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He passed away in the 75th year of Hijrah. The last two riwayat which we discussed prior to this one, the narrator of those riwayat was Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And we mentioned with regards to him that he was known as Khadimun Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was known as the servant of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The narrator of this hadith, Aswad bin Yazid says, I asked Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. مَا كَانَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ يَسْنَعُ فِي بَيْتِهِ It's important to note and bear in mind that if you want to have a reliable testimonial on an individual with regards to his conduct, his demeanor, his manner, his interaction with those he comes into contact with, then these are the two people that you will get a reliable report from. One is his staff or his subordinates, employees, those who work for him. And the other is his wife. In other words, the, the members of his household. Ulama say it is easy to pull wool and to deceive the whole world with regards to your conduct. That mashallah, you're a very nice person, very soft-natured person, etc. But these are the two people that it will be impossible to deceive your staff, your employees, your subordinates, the way you behave with them, the way you speak with them, the way you interact with them. And on the other hand, your wife that is in the house. What is your behavior and conduct? Interestingly, when it comes to Rasulullah Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we find that this question was put. 
This question, similar question was put to two people. One was Hin bin Abi Hala. Hin bin Abi Hala was the son of Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha from a previous marriage before she married Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This question was put to him with regards to the described for me Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, his conduct, etc. And the exact same question was put to Aisha Umul Mu'mineen radiallahu ta'ala anha. Yet we find that the response or the reply that was given to the same question appears to be completely contradictory. In bin Abi Hala, when this question was asked about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa his response was, Daim al-fikra, mutawasil al-ahzan. That Rasulullah sallallahu was always in fikr, always in worry, always in concern. Mutawasil al-ahzan. He was always in grief, in gham. The exact same question was put to Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha and her response was, Kana dhahakan basaman. Allah's Rasul sallallahu was affable, happy, approachable, always merry. At the same question, and look at how starkingly in contrast the two responses are. Hin bin Abi Hala says, always in fikr, always in gham, always worried. And Aisha radiallahu anha says, always happy, affable, merry. And yet the same person is being described. Ulama Ikram say, then why this apparent contradiction? In fact, it seems almost opposite. They say that Hin bin Abi Hala radiallahu ta'ala who was describing the demeanor of Rasulullah sallallahu outside the house, in the masjid where he interacted with Sahaba Ikram, there he was daim al-fikra mutawasil al-ahzan, always in gham, in worry, in other words, the worry and concern of the ummat which weighed down in the heart of Rasulullah sallallahu Aisha radiallahu anha, described him inside the house. In other words, that same worry, that fikr, etc. He did not allow it to color and rule the manner in which he behaved with his family within the four, four, four walls of the house. There he was affable, there he was approachable, there he was kind, he was soft. The hakan basaman, always happy, always smiling. Coming back to what we were saying previously, that these are the two people that will open up before us what the conduct of a person is. In other words, the two categories. One is the servant and the other is the wife. That is why the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu khuluqa. He said the most kamil, the most perfect, the pinnacle, the height of iman is the person with the best akhlaq and character. And where, where's the proof of your akhlaq and character? Like I said, one is with your staff, with your employees. And the other proof, the iron test of one's akhlaq and character is one's family. So that is immediately in the same hadith, Rasulullah said, khiyarukum linisaikum. The best amongst you, person with the best akhlaq and character, is the one who is best in dealing with his wives. Khairukum li ahli. Islam said, the best amongst you is the one who is best with his family. And he said, Ana khairukum li ahli. I am the best with my family. In other words, emulate and follow my example. Interestingly, Imam Nawi rahimullah, this particular riwayat, he has brought it 
under this chapter of tawadu, humility, to humble oneself, to show humility, to show that I have broken down myself inside, to be humble to the whole world is very, very easy in comparison to being humble in front of your wife, being humble in your home, humble in front of your family, to let this humility extend to your domestic life. This is the real acid test of what is humility. And here we find no one is more authorized to give a testimonial of the conduct of Rasulullah than his wives themselves, and particularly Aisha radiallahu anha. She was very young when she went into the marriage of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So coming back to this riwayat, Aswad bin Yazid says, I asked, Aisha radiallahu anha was asked, ما كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يصنع في بيته What would Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم do in the house? How would he behave? What would you find him doing? And we, the ummatis of Rasulullah sallam, the followers of Nabi Pak sallam, we have to understand لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا Allah says for you in Rasulullah sallam, in Muhammad sallam, is the most beautiful example. In other words, emulate that example. Follow that example. So we have to weigh this divide in this context that if somebody had to ask about us, you and I, that what do we do in the house? How do we behave? What is our mannerism, etc.? Then it has to be molded on this example, that how much, how close to this example have we become? And before I translate the response, many of us, when it comes to basic domestic chores, we think this is beneath our dignity. Very few of us feel that within the realm of our responsibilities within the home is to be of any source of benefit. We feel that everything must be done for us. That is my and your understanding. The other is the understanding and the talimat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. مَا كَانَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ يَسْنَعُ فِي بَيْتِهِ Aisha, tell us, what would Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam do in the house? Immediate response, كَانَ يَكُونُ فِي مِهْنَةِ أَهْلِهِ This word mihna means khidmat, service. In other words, equated, he was like a servant to his family. This indicates the extreme humility of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. كَانَ فِي مِهْنَةِ أَهْلِهِ He was in the service of his family. And we learn this from hadith, Sayyidul Qawm Khadimuhum. Nabi Salaam said, the leader of a people, the leader of a people is, his, is their servant. Khairun nas man yanfa'un nas. He said, the best of people is the one who benefits others, who is in the service of others, who is always helping others. Rasulullah Sallallahu conduct in the home was that this used to stand out about him. We find in other riwayat, this, this is opened up to a further extent, where we find this in various riwayat, this detailed description that is given. So there is no misunderstanding whatsoever. That kana fi mihnati ahli yafli thobahu. He would 
tend to his own clothes, whether it came to cleaning the clothes, whether it came to sewing or knitting the clothes, patching the clothes, etc. Yahlibu shatahu, milk the animal of the house. Yarqa'u thawbahu, yafli thawbahu, clean his own clothes, patch up his own clothes. Yaksifu na'lahu, when the shoe strap would break, Rasulullah in the house you would find him mending the shoe. Yakhdimu nafsahu, he would see to his own needs, whatever he required. Ya'lifu nadihahu, he would be, he would milk the animal of the house. Yakumul bait, you would see Rasulullah sallallahu actually sweeping the house or cleaning the house. Ya'qilul ba'ir, you would find him feeding fodder to the animal of the house. Ya'kulu ma'al khadim, Nabi sallallahu would eat with the servant, not that the servant uses a separate utensil and Rasulullah sallallahu uses a separate utensil, but he would make the servant of the house sit and eat with him. Wa'ajinu ma'aha, he would assist the servant of the house in preparing the dough for the bread, in other words, in kneading the flour. وَيَحْمِلُ بِضَاعَتَهُ مِنَ And if Rasulullah went to the marketplace to purchase goods for the house, he would carry it himself. He would not wait for the wife to carry or the servant to carry. But Rasulullah would carry the goods himself. So this kind of detailed description in various riwayat is given of this concept kana fi mihnati ahlihi in the house besides being of affable nature always happy always chirpy always smiling you would always find him doing some sort of domestic chore he did not consider this to be beneath his dignity nor did he have this expectation that the wife must serve me or that I can demand whatever is going on. This is the greatest human being that ever walked the earth. This is the greatest creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His maqam and his status, we can't even imagine it. Quran opens up the maqam and status of Rasulullah sallallahu Yet, when this question is asked, what would he do in the house? This is the type of description that is given about Rasulullah sallallahu So from this we learn what our role, who our role model is, what he used to do, and what, what we have to, what we have to try and incorporate, because we find very, very often arguments that take place in the home between husband and wife, very often are about this. It's demands. Demands. And demands not being met. Expectations not being realized. In hadith we learn that we are not supposed to be demanding. We are supposed to actually be doing for others. We are supposed to break this pride, this arrogance that is there in our hearts. Don't think it is beneath our dignity to clean our own shoes, to actually sweep the house, to assist in domestic chores. He would knead the bread also, prepare the dough himself. He was always engaged in some form of service or benefit to the family members and and Rasulullah would eat, this is also important, eat with the servant. Don't create this line of distinction. You are on another level and I am on another level. But he would bring himself down to the level of the lowest. This is the essence of what we call tawadu and humility, to break this barai down, this concept down inside that I am somebody. And the the key to that, ulama ikram say, the key to that 
real humility will only come when we learn how to make khidmat of others. And Nabi Islam in his own house used to make khidmat. This is how, if we will inculcate these type of habits in, within ourselves, inculcate it in our children also. Nowadays, today, unfortunately, there is such a culture of reliance and dependence upon domestic servants that our children also are brought up with that type of culture. That the children themselves, their own khidmat, their own needs, they are not prepared to make. They are brought up in such a way that everything the servant must do. So on the one hand, whilst this is unhealthy to bring them up like that, to be so dependent upon others for your needs, etc. On the one hand, while it is unhealthy, on the other hand, this is where this barai, this arrogance, this pride, this looking down upon others is coming. Because that can only break, that can only break when we dirty our hands, when we make khidmat, when we assist others, when we bring the, our, our level down. And then to complete the riwayat, Actually, we'll run out of time, sir.